We have spent zero money of marketing. Mm-hmm. We have done no digital ads. And people are actually actively finding us on Google and trying to solve this problem for them. That's how painful it has been. Um, case in point, um, uh, without having an inside sales team, we actually have closed uh, a contract of a million dollar value with a, with a financial institution. But, but for what we see, the funnel coming to us, we see 60% coming from Google and 30% coming from LinkedIn. So, so yeah, so that's what I, I honestly feel there's a lot of um, requirements for notarizations. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the B2B SaaS podcast. I'm your host, Upendra Verma. And today we have Arko Ganguly with us. Arko here is the co-founder of a company called Legitify. Hey, Arko, welcome to the show. Hey, Upendra. Thank you for having me here. Pleasure to be here. All right, Arko. So let's, let's try to understand what your product does uh, and what, why, why do customers pay you money? So, so uh, we are uh, the world's first cross-border notary, notary uh, remote digital notary. Um, we help uh, people notarize documents um, whenever they need to notarize one. So basically, if you don't know what notarizing documents means, there is uh, that guy you went to an office who's a notary who stamped something and you don't know why you waited 15 minutes in that office, that guy. So the use cases are varied. It can be for banking services. It can be for employment, cross-border. So any kind of a cross-border transaction where there are more than two different legal systems in place, you would need the uh, notaries. And till prior to COVID-19, this was a predominantly an in-person process in most countries. But post the pandemic, uh, like what it did to EdTech, a significant group of people started going towards digital. Similarly, it happened with the world of notaries and the laws were updated and solutions like that came about. So we are right. the first early move in the European and the EMEA market. All right. So so uh, before we get further into the product, right, I want to understand your customer base as of today, right? because I want to get a sense of who you're selling it to and what primary use cases you're dealing with as of today. Can you talk about that? Sure. So uh, the, the, our primary customer base is B2B, uh, primarily focusing on B2B enterprise. Um, so the specific use cases for us are varied. For example, the first ones that we focus on right now is um, AML and KYB use cases where you need to verify identities of corporate structures across various jurisdictions, uh, which means it is a Bentos and UBOs and in that area. So we help banks and financial institutions with uh, certification and as well as doc- document identification processes. Currently, we are the, the primary partner of a Revolut business to carry out all their KYB processes in the EU. Uh, as um, which may, which includes you know people who are coming from outside the EU as well. Another use case that we primarily focus on is international real estate, um, which means um, where you work with companies like Fascist Pitan. Uh, few people have been few marquee real estate companies like Sotheby's also have started using a solution, uh, predominantly because we help them with power of attorneys um, for agents, and and we, there's a lot of work there. Um, when it comes to international real estate. And the third thing that we do help is with companies that are expanding rapidly for their their operations across various jurisdictions. Case in point, we do work, we have done transactions um, with Deal.com, a payroll outsourcing company that you must be aware of that's grown like an, an amazing space. In, in And we're also working with um, remote, um, uh, like, like we have not activated it yet, but we are, are going to start working with them a few other payroll companies as well so that's one of the primary use cases we are focusing on if you think about it the number of use cases you have for notarizing documents is across in various industries and various use cases um, so so you have yes. to focus on a few all right. all right makes sense so so let's let's talk about you know product a bit more right so in terms of the exact you know thing that you're selling right is it just software or do you have anything else on top of it so so be uh, so sorry please, please go ahead finish. go ahead yeah 
I think you got the question. Yeah. So basically, what we are doing is um, we are uh, connecting you to the relevant notary of the appropriate jurisdiction who is competent to actually notarize the document for you. So, for example, you are based out of Panama and you want to get a document notarized from Sweden, right? Uh, you have two options. Use a solution and notarize the document from a Swedish notary or take a flight from Panama to Sweden and meet the notary in person. So we have a human element. Uh, licensed professionals who are uh, as from the government who are notaries uh, work uh, and help you get your documents notarized. That's what we are doing right now. Going forward, we have roadmap to pre give pure software value add-ons as well. But as of now, that's what we do. And just help me explain. So is it sort of a marketplace that you're trying to build or do you sort of, uh, you know, hire these government entities or whoever those, you know, notaries are? So, so legally speaking, you cannot hire the government, sure. right? Uh, but, but what we do do is we have a kind of a marketplace model. There are notaries who are the suppliers on one side and the customers who are the, uh, the people who need the documents notarized on the other. Uh, and, and that has its own set of network effects because notaries, once we see the, the efficiencies of the product itself, they are extremely interested to bring their own customers into the solution. Uh, and those customers have notarization needs, which are not necessarily this notary's competence yeah. uh, and vice versa, right? So for example, when we work with Revolut Business, a significant part of our, their marquee customers that they're onboarding also have their own notarization use cases and we have independent relationships with them as well. Um, so there is a network effect, definitely. But um, I want to give a clarity on the challenge here. Like as, as Andrew Chen talks about the cold start problem, the hard side of the market is the notaries, yeah. you know, the customers. You honestly wanted to notarize a document. You'll prefer our, it's, it's, I don't need to sell it to you. You'll find me and you'll get it done online. The bigger concern is from the notary side who are more traditional um, and, and they have been working in, a, in, in an industry that's predominantly not been as tech-enabled as the rest. Um, so, so we primarily want to focus on getting the quality rather than the quantity of suppliers. Uh, so that's fundamentally what we're focusing on. Right. So let's try to quantify, these, quantify this part of it, right? So I want to understand how many sort of customers do you have on your platform, purely businesses who are using these notarized services. Yeah, so we have had more than 550 customers use our solution um, where they have used the notarization at least once. Um, and we have a, a very high rate of repeat customers as well. Um, so, 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 so that's just, where we are. So uh, when you say repeat customers and you're also saying we hired a bunch of customers, right? So how does the model work? Is, is it like once you onboard somebody, they're going to use you for, forever for those, you know, notarized notary services? Or is it a one-time thing that they come to you, you sort of help them out and they just leave? Yeah. Sorry for that. I think we need to, I need to clarify that. So basically, um, we are currently on a, on a transaction basis or a pay-as-you-go model, uh, but we do provide volume-weighted discounts for significant amount of volume commitments that we provide. Um, also, we have specific offers that we provide. Like, for example, we are an antler portfolio company, so we provide uh, specific offers to antler companies. We are also, so basically, there are various programs which we have partnerships with. We help startups and companies. But yeah, so fundamentally right now we have a transaction PSGO model. Um, but if you have say, a specific commitment of volumes, we provide you volume based no, discounts. That's not my question. I understand it's it's a PSGO model, but my question is more around do these uh, customers of yours, right? So do they have to sort of do use your service again and time and again? Or is it the typical one-time thing? It depends on the use case, right? So for example, if let's say you're locating from one country to the other and you need to get your passport notarized for an immigration process, you won't do that every year. However, if you are do, opening a bank account and you are providing a, doing a KYB certification, you have to do it at least annually. 
um, if you are doing, if you're an accountant firm and you are trying to get international customers uh, to work against, they want to give you power of attorneys, you may need to do it 40 a day, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so it really depends on the use case. For sure. sure. For, so, um, yeah, I got it. So just, just help me sort of complete the story. Like how many you know, notaries do you have on the other side of marketplace? So we have more than 40 notaries activated in the marketplace. Uh, but we are primarily focusing on quality right now. So actually, they may go down going forward. Um, and um, because in the EU, it's kind of different from that with the US. In the US, if you the people pay their college tuition with their notary degree, in the EU, need, you need to be a minimum five-year solicitor to be considered a notary. So it's a much more gated community. So you want to get the right quality notaries on board. Um, we have notaries from three jurisdictions as of now, which is Sweden, Ireland, and England and Wales. And um, our, uh, under the Apostel Convention, our documents are, can be used in more than 101 countries. And we have customers from over 45 jurisdictions, Got it. including now, India and the US. All right. So, so how do you sort of, you know, track revenue and growth for a company like yours? I mean, I can't even ask you those questions because it's pretty crazy, right? I mean, customers using you for one, one reason, they're moving out, right? So how do you even track revenue? How do you track growth? How do you predict churn? All of these things. Let's talk about the process you're using here. Most definitely. So basically what we have done, we just shrunk it into use cases because otherwise it's just an absolute nightmare to figure out what is yeah. right and what is not working. So we kind of, we would say we are cohorted based on use cases. Um, so if we have, uh, uh, for example, a financial institution uh, pr pushing their use cases uh, uh, to us, um, we want to see the number of leads that come from that financial institution and how many of them are actually doing the transaction. And how many are coming back based on the specific use case again to do the same transaction, right? So we have cohorted it. Um, uh, churn is difficult to actually assess for our case because um, more often than not, especially when it comes to SMEs and smaller businesses, they don't need they need it sporadically. For us, it's more about building those enterprise partnerships, enterprises, especially companies that have more than one jurisdiction where they have their entities. We'll always have an ongoing requirement for notarizations. So for us, it's more about an enterprise transaction model where you want to focus on relationships with bigger organizations and, you know, work with different units across the world and help them get their documents certified and notarized and verified as opposed to figuring out the churn rate on the SME sector. So that those those metrics are yeah, not sure, necessarily sure. at the so moment. Yeah, my question is more around, like, do you even consider this a subscription business? So so that's what we we actually started building <laughs> funny thing in the morning before we the subscription layer. <laughs> and then we decided, I don't know how to use it because... The question is, if I ask you as a business, how many times you have notarized a document, you're like, many times that I don't know, right? So to actually package it into a, a subscription fee seems to be... No, no, no. So, so like you you really don't have to have a subscription fee, right? Just imagine exactly, something like that. Right? Let's so, just say you yeah. have a $0 subscription fee right? and you obviously are going to charge them based on, you know, pay-as-you-go model, right? That's still okay. That's My right. question is, for example, if you sort of manage to acquire a customer today, right? Do they stick with you, let's say, for the next couple of years to sol sort of solve all of their notary use cases with you? Is that is is it something that's happening as today? Now, as of now, we have not seen. So the only way you can you can figure out churn is for us our cases basically because we're not a SaaS subscription model, right? So mm -hmm. basically, they're not dropping off, they're not taking the card on file out. Yeah. Well, so it's very difficult to ask to get a churn rate, so to speak. But what we do see is people who have been notarizing our documents or have, are coming back to the solution and notarizing documents. The, they're not active competitors in the space right now in the space that we're in. So, sure, sure. We so don't yeah, so so I just want to get a sense of, you know, I want to quantify this. For example, you mentioned you've had around five, 550 customers, right? So yeah. what, what, like how many of them sort of used you in year two or, you know, how many of them used beyond that first use case that you so, sort of solved? So we, we basically, um, 
we are actually quantifying that and we see more than 70% of the people have come back and actually use the solution again. But then again, it will be wrong assessment because the less than 30% were probably notarizing the password and immigration, yeah. right? They may have referred someone to use our solution. So it's not a churn actually. So it's yeah. very difficult to assess our cases. Mm. All right. So let, let's talk a bit about your top of funnel, right? We can come back to this later. So like, where are you finding all of these customers? And what did, what does uh, it take to so sort of you know, spent, onboard a customer? We have spent zero money of marketing. <laughs> we have done no digital ads. And people are actually actively finding us on Google and trying to solve this problem for them. That's how painful it has been. Um, case in point, um, uh, without having an inside sales team, we actually have closed uh, a contract of a million dollar value with a, with a financial institution, which I'm not... Which, which sure. I'm it's okay. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, uh, so the fact of the matter is the pain is real. That's the most important thing. Yeah, so huh? when, when you say people searching for you on Google, like what exactly yeah. are they searching for and like have How you optimized your document and do you like do rank on the top? Uh, we are we are not the top three search lists. The, the, the other one will be brought, um, a government website. <laughs> but kind of, yeah. And like, uh, did you put it? And was this a conscious decision? Did you put in, put any extra efforts in terms of you know? Not do any SEO, nothing. Okay. We just came up. With, like that's how painful it is. Like and basically, someone said like, "How did you find us?" So the question like, "Oh, we I just googled notarization Europe, and you're the first search result." Or like, "Oh, really?" So so that's how it has been. Like actually, uh, we have not done a lot of thought, but but now that um, we have reached some. Uh, so I can I can I assume that like? A significant percent of these 550 customers sort of discovered you using Google search. Is that how it is? Um, so if you look at that, like Google search is the primary constituent. The second more bigger constituent will be LinkedIn searches. Uh, so because we normally use, use by professionals. So first is Google's. Uh, second is LinkedIn. So what happens on LinkedIn search? People search for... So why would anybody search for notary on a LinkedIn search bar? I mean, it's pretty... Basically, I don't know. So we have a... What, what we see is a lot of click-throughs from our LinkedIn page to our website and we have $0 spent on LinkedIn ads. So, so are you are assuming it's it's from organic LinkedIn discovery. Is that you're assuming or is it true? Also? So we have a click-through from a LinkedIn to our portal. So we are tracking that and that constitutes a significant percentage of the funnel. That's all we know. Okay. What we make up the no, data, my, my, my question is who, who, what's driving your traffic to that LinkedIn page of yours? It may be Google. That's what I'm saying, right? Okay. So it may be Google. It can be circular from Google, but but there are many people. But, but if you search notarization Europe, our LinkedIn page doesn't show up. Mm -hmm. But you know, we we have assessed that. But, but for what we see, the funnel coming to us, we see sixty percent coming from Google and thirty percent coming from LinkedIn. So so yeah. So that's what I I, I honestly feel. There's a lot of um, requirements for notarizations that people give, and there are a lot of organic conversations happening where how how can get this done, mm -hmm. and we we really high on that we also have a significant amount of pr on, in the market we have been covered by sifted we have been covered by um by silicon um silicon republic uh Dagens industry these are like top uh, startup um journals all over europe um we're also going to be recently we featured in another internationally renowned um, uh startup journal so we have been got, getting a lot of good pr in yeah. our our startup so that probably also drives up the traffic all right. So uh, just help me explain, right? So in terms of uh, how you're pricing it, right? For every dollar of, you know, every dollar that you charge your customer, how much do you actually end up making? How much profit do you end up making for yourself? Because the, so I, I'm asking this specifically because you, you've got the human element in there. Absolutely. So, so as of now, um, and I would, I would say as of now, because we are currently working on a different pricing model because we're doing some product uh, changes. But as of now, the way it works is basically we have a base fee of 35 euros a convenience fee uh over and above the notary fee that is affixed on each and every transaction um and um if the trans notary fee is above 115 euros we charge a flat 30 percent convenience fee 
over and above the notary real fee. So in case you are uh, charging, if the notary has a fixed fee of 200 euros for your document, the, the, the platform will charge you 260 euros. We're pretty transparent about our pricing. We know exactly what value we're bringing. I think the 60 euros will not hurt you as much as going to France and getting fucking notarized. And can I ask you how much revenue did you do last month? I know it's going to be uh, so, seasonal, it's going to vary a lot, but just last month. No, no, so basically, uh, we, we are on, on, route, uh, on road to complete 175k of uh, revenue um, by the end of the year. Um, so that's, that's per year, right? That's per year. Yes. So sure. I, I, monthly tracking happens. It sure, sure. Like I get spike. it. So yeah, yeah. There's, like there's always a seasonal element. Okay, this month we did 10k. I don't want to do that, right? So, yeah, 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 yeah. So let's get a bit of backstory here, right? So when did you start the company? Uh, so, so it was a funny story, really. I am professionally a lawyer, and I was a part of the Antler program in Stockholm. When we were looking for my co-founder, one of five, three, five things I had on my bucket list I wanted to change in the world. Like I've always had an outlier profile. When I was in school, I always wondered why I'm studying trigonometry. I still figured, haven't figured that out. Um, so my, I met my co-founder there, uh, Aida, and she's more from a professional finance background. She lived most of her life in New York. And uh, we met, uh, and it was the thick of COVID, 2020. In Sweden, it was in all, for all the wrong reasons. There was no social distancing, no lockdowns there. So the entire world did not let anyone leave it. And we needed to notarize a couple of documents. I needed to notarize a document in the UK. And I incidentally needed to notarize a document in Ireland. And it just was like one of those random conversations that, you know, people say you ideate together, have that Eureka moment like Archimedes and he solved the problem. And we went backwards. We had a problem and figured out and just built a startup around it. Yeah. So that's how we started Legitify to solve our problem ourselves. Basically, we had to... Uh, um, opened a bank account and we did notarize some documents. So so we notarized it. So basically, we built the problem for a solution for ourselves and then we have been selling it to the public. It's, it's been a couple of years, right? It's been two years, two, two months. Years. Sure, sure. And how many folks do you have in your team and have you raised any external so, funding? So we have a lean team. Right now, we are a team of six uh, mm -hmm. and um, we are growing. Sure. And uh, have you raised any external funding? Yeah, so, so um, we are about to close a specific undisclosed amount sure. which will probably come to know in the next couple of weeks um, and beyond before that we have raised uh, the, uh, just a north of $300,000 uh -huh. but we have we just closed our I don't I can't say I, oh, sure. we'll, we'll tell you sense. yeah so Arko one last question right so what's the vision for your company right so which direction are you going to take right what, what's your next big goal and how you're going to reach there you know in terms of revenue and yeah so when it comes to revenue basically we have to uh, reach a um, hundred uh, K R uh, sorry, a million dollar, a million ARR as, as fast as possible. So my question is, does ARR even apply to you? As in, that's what we, we kind of change a few things about the pricing sure. as well. So, so are so you, are you going to take that subscription route somehow? We're going to go there because sure. now we have some sense on the understanding of volumes. Um, now that we have this for a while. Um, that being said, uh, we, we want to have, uh, uh, we want to move to one million ARR um, within the next 12 months. Uh, to raise our Series A, so that's that's the that's the primary North Star revenue metric. When it comes to the vision metric, which you said, like I don't know if it's a metric. The vision is basically the reason we did this was uh, we need to we wanted to live in a world where legal processes need not be archaic unnecessarily. Um, and the most low hanging fruit was the importance of notarization, and it's still kind of I feel it can be done in a better way than what has been done presently. Uh, we're going to move in that direction where we actually take specific user journeys and legal processes of verification and validation and make it better. But in the short term, short to the medium term, what we do is we're going to 
implement more features, make the process more cleaner, we'll make notarization simpler, we'll build APIs, we'll integrate with various user journeys and enterprises, and you know, we'll strategically place ourselves in every step of the user journey so that users need not even think they're using Legitify, they just get documents notarized. All right, Alko, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Hope you scale Legitify to much, much greater heights. Thank you. Thank you so much, Upendra. It's a pleasure talking to you. Have a great one.